O Fire Bonus Income Report, December 2015. Hey, Fire Nation, and welcome to EO Fire, where I chat with inspiring entrepreneurs seven days a week. If you're ready to create, grow, and monetize your podcast, text Podcast Course, all one word, to 33444 and ignite. What's shaking Fire Nation? JLD here, and I am fired up for a number of reasons, which we're about to get into. But first and foremost, let's get to the meat. Let's get to the potatoes. What happened in December, numbers-wise? Our gross income for December 2015 was $233,708. Our expenses for December, $78K for a total net profit of $154,000. So not too shabby, not a bad way to close the year. We're going to talk about some wins, some losses, and some really interesting things. But before we dive into anything more, I want to say what's up to Josh, Mr. CPA on fire, to Kate, the classy Kate Take host. What's up, guys? Hey, John. What's up, Fire Nation? Hey, what's up, Fire Nation? I just want to know if I'm ever going to be classier if it's just Kate. (laughs) (laughs) You'll be jubilant Josh. How's that? I like it. Wow. I really just pulled that name out of nowhere. I have no idea. I haven't said that word in about 10 years. But, you know, the holidays just happened. I feel like it works. And I feel like, Josh, you're about to take us out of the holiday spirit because you're going to be talking about something that no entrepreneur ever wants to hear, that dreaded A word, which is audit. In Fire Nation, we're going to be talking about some killer things that went down in December. We're going to be talking about Fire Nation Elite. We're going to be talking about the Freedom Journal launch via Kickstarter. We're going to be talking about Podcasters Paradise and our move from lifetime to recurring. We're going to be talking about our year in review. And then Kate, as always, has a killer lesson learned that we love to close these episodes out with. So Josh, I said the word. I said audit. Um, I'm already kind of nervous and sweating right now. So what are you going to share with Fire Nation today about the world of audits? Kind of taking the jubilance out of of my name, (laughs) isn't it? Believe it or not, this is already to our third part in this series. If if they miss the first two, here's a a quick takeaways. Number one, you're incredibly unlikely to be audited. Number two, uh, even if you are audited, it's likely to be a low pressure correspondence audit where they, you know, communicate by the mail. So they're not going to come to your home and invade all your records. <laughs> and number three, in part two, we, we gave you a couple tips to further reduce those odds. Okay, so hopefully you caught you caught those two episodes. But now we got to move on to part three. All right, and and this may be the most important one of all. What happens if you actually get audited? All right, so you open up that mailbox, you see that dreaded IRS logo in the corner, you open it up, and those magic words are there. You're being audited. Dun, dun, what are you gonna dun. do? So we have three steps today to walk you through what to do if you're in this situation. All right, and step one is just to breathe and relax. Okay, this this probably isn't going to be a big deal if you did not have any criminal intent to get out of taxes, if you weren't trying to purposely get away from the IRS, you're not going to go to jail over this, okay? Worst case scenario, you're going to write them a check. If Even if you say, well, I don't have the money to write them a check, they'll work with you on payment plans, okay? So step number one, breathe, relax. Don't run all around the house digging through your records, right? It's going to be okay. 
Number two, I want you to figure out exactly what type of audit is being done here and what they're asking for. As I said, the the number one type of audit that people receive is just a simple correspondence audit. All they're doing is sending you a letter saying, hey, we had record that you received this income. You didn't claim that income on your tax return. Please write us a check for X amount. Okay, and then you have the option of either writing them that check or sending them a response of why that's not accurate. Okay, so it's, it's probably not that big of a deal. If it is one of the bigger audits, if it's, say, a, an, an in-house audit where you're going to go into their office, you want to find out exactly what they're asking to see, okay? Because they're going to list out there, we're questioning your meals and entertainment expenses that you claimed, or we're questioning these, the office expenses that you claimed. Because if you go in there with more than they asked for, now you're opening the door for them to look at additional things that they didn't plan to look at, all right? Anything you give them, that that door is now open for them to question that. So you only want to bring exactly what they're asking for. All right? And if, if it is the worst case scenario where it's in a, a field audit where they're coming to your house and checking everything, right? now I'll admit things are a little more serious, but that probably means you did something criminally and you, and you had to know this was coming. It's probably time that you get in touch with a uh, qualified tax attorney. All right? Things just got serious. But like I said, chances are it's just a correspondence audit. Worst case scenario is probably an in-house audit where you're going into their office. All right. So look exactly what they want, figure it out, and don't give them more than they're asking for. And number three, hire a professional to help you. Okay. Even if it's just a correspondence audit, find someone that can tell you exactly what they're telling you is the problem. There's a good chance that this income that they're telling you that you didn't include, you did include it, but you put it in the wrong spot. So now it looks like you didn't, right? And if you just blindly mail them a check, you could be paying them for, for something you didn't have to pay them for, right? If it's, uh, if, if you're going to their office for the audit, you definitely want to bring a CPA with you so that they're not t- talking to you in a language that you don't understand and getting you to do things that you don't have to do, right? Generally, these are, these are fairly nice people. They're not going to try and dupe you, right? But they're not on your side. They're trying to get money from you. So you need someone there that's on your side that knows what's going on and can tell you exactly what's happening. Now, in most cases, you're probably fine just getting a CPA. If things are real serious and they're really questioning and, and possibly talking about criminal charges because you, you, they're saying you purposely did this, you're probably going to want a tax attorney there with you, okay? But for most people, just get a CPA that knows what they're doing. If it's just a letter, have them look over the letter, tell them tell you what you need to do. Maybe you don't even know the money, right? But either way, I, I highly recommend hiring someone that's going to help you. You know, you're going to spend a little bit of money, but chances are they're going to save you a lot more than you're going to spend. All right. So those are the three tips that we have for, for getting through this audit. I mean, as we've talked about all along this, this, this is a super scary topic. I've actually got a ton of emails from Fire Nation <laughs> saying how much they've liked this piece because audits are something they fear. All right, so hopefully this is something that you kind of learn that you don't have to be scared of, how you can reduce those odds, and now what to do if you are audited. But as a little bit of bonus here, John, I think we got a, an interesting case study to talk about, don't we? We have an interesting case study. Um, it's only interesting, Josh, because it's well in the past. But you know, Fire <laughs> Nation, I love opening up the treasure trove of past stories and sharing with you with full transparency what works, what doesn't. And again, if you haven't checked out the last two uh, income report episodes, Josh gives some killer information about audits. So you want to make sure you get all three of these under your belt. Because as he said multiple times, it's nothing to be scared of, but it's not something to just think is never going to happen to you. Like It's probably not going to happen to you, but I am a living, walking example of something that it can happen to a random person. Because at the time, 
you know, I was a real estate agent. I was what I considered that random person. I was making very legitimate revenue in the low six figures per year. So revenue was definitely coming in the door. I tried to save some money, like, you know, just using tax act, I believe it was. And I was trying to do everything right. I mean, I've always tried to be this upstanding citizen and do what I needed to do. You know, a military officer, I'm very proud to have served this country and to pay my taxes. And I really am a big believer in that. But I put some things in the wrong boxes, just making a big mistake. I did in a lot of different areas. And I got that letter from the IRS that said, hey, I hadn't paid exactly what I needed to. And just like Josh said in the past, I didn't know what the heck was going on because I didn't know what I was doing. So I figured that I had made a mistake. So I blindly just wrote them a check and thought that it was all over. And then when Josh, when I brought him on the EO Fire team, he was looking over my past taxes and he was saying, hey, what exactly is this all about? Like I'm seeing that you wrote this big check to the IRS and like I'm looking over your numbers and like that shouldn't have happened. You didn't underpay taxes, you just put things in the wrong boxes. So let's kind of go back through this, let's see what you actually owe and we'll start this process over again because there still is time. And I was like, sure, like if I overpay taxes, let's figure that stuff out. So Josh, why don't you kind of pick it up from here and kind of take Fire Nation through what you saw and what we did and you know the little visit that you and I made to the IRS office. <laughs> yeah, so like you said, you, you, you knew what you were doing I mean, you're fine. You have a background in finance. You, you knew the basics of it. And, the basics. And you, yeah. So you, you went in and, and did it yourself and you claimed all the income you were supposed to claim. Like you said, you just put it in, in the wrong box a few times. So the IRS sent you that letter saying, hey, you underpaid. You owe us. It was, I don't remember what it was, but it was, it was a good chunk of money. I think it was like and, between 20 or 30,000. Yeah. I, I was thinking it was right around 30,000. And so you just said, oh, I don't want to mess with them. I'm going to pay it. So when we were looking at it, I, I kind of said, hey, this you actually did claim this money. You just put it in the wrong spot. So let's let's ask for this money back if you're if you're okay with that. So we wrote them a letter, we we amended the tax return. We said, Hey, I know we already paid this money agreeing that I owed it, but I <laughs> but give it back. <laughs> I take it back. I no longer think I do, and here's why. And at this point, the IRS kind of said, Okay, what the heck's going on here? And they actually expanded it to a more high pressure audit where we had to actually go into their office and present the records to them. And it was, it was kind of a chaotic process. Just, just getting all that ready. I don't remember if, I don't know if you remember the the binder that I put together for this. Oh, it was a work of art. It was a huge binder fire nation. I was like, I'm lucky I'm with this guy right here. And I can tell you when we sat down with the IRS agent, they were so thankful. They were like, I'm so glad you brought in a CPA who actually knows what they're talking about. And it made the process pretty easy comparatively. Right. That folder is still like in my office. And John, I remember when you were like, by the way, Josh is going to come out here and he's actually going to be staying with us for a couple <laughs> days because we have to go to the IRS. And I was like, what? Yeah, <laughs> it was a process. Yeah. Do you remember walking in the IRS audit? It was almost like being in an episode of Law and Order. They had all these little interrogation rooms, it looked like. And <laughs> we were just sitting there waiting for someone to come get us. And But it, I mean, it really ended up being not that big a deal that, that Kathy, I think, was the name of the person we talked to, she was super nice. A uh, little, little difficult to follow up with afterwards, but it, it wasn't that bad of a process. Yeah, and I was not worried about anything because I had already paid more than I had to. So it was just like, how much of that are we going to get back? Are we going to get back 25K or am I going to get back 5K? It wasn't like I was like, oh no, it's going to happen. It was just like, you know, how much are we getting back? 
Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, the, the, the big thing to take away from that is had it been done right the first time, you probably would have gotten about 20,000 more right or more back. So, I mean, it, it, it's a mistake that was costly, but I mean, it's one that, that everyone makes. You, you got you to gotta learn it, you know, you got to go through it. So hopefully on not, not on that level. <laughs> well, and, and, and here's the thing. Let, let John go through it for you. And now you, Fire Nation, you don't have to make the mistake. Just pledge to the Freedom Journal if you feel bad for me. <laughs> So Fire Nation, I hope you can see that you know this is something that can happen to people. It's not likely. Josh has given you the percentages in the past. It is unlikely, but it can happen. Just have the right people on your team. Again, Fire Nation has reached out in droves to Josh. He's always there ready to talk. Very simple email address, josh at cpaonfire.com. Of course, his website is cpaonfire.com. He has great bonus videos for you. It's actually a free video training course for finance lessons entrepreneurs can't afford to miss. So Fire Nation, why would you not go to cpaonfire.com? and actually check out these four finance lessons that entrepreneurs can't afford to miss. It's free and it will potentially cost you, um, potentially save you upwards of who knows how much. It would have saved me $20,000, it sounds like. So Josh, why don't you take this home for us? Yeah, so if they want free access to that course, they can just go to cpmfire.com slash Fire Nation, sign up for it there. And now that we're into tax season, uh, we, we, are, we do have limited amount of people we can take on for taxes. Fire Nation is by far my favorite people to add. So reach out to us early this month if possible and let us know you want us to work with you on those taxes. If you don't have a CPA, don't try to do it yourself as, as we talked about with John's story. If you do have one you're not happy with, talk to us. We'll see what we can do. And in the spirit of the Freedom Journal, if you email me right in the next few weeks and tell me you bought the Freedom Journal, we'll take 10% off your cost. What? Wow. If you have pledged to the freedomjournal.com Kickstarter campaign, Josh is going to take 10% off. And let me tell you, Fire Nation, he is very reasonable to begin with. So this is just going to be an absolute no brainer. So Josh, thank you for that. I just appreciate you, my friends. Yeah, you too. We'll see Fire Nation in February. Peace. So, okay, we're going to move forward now into some other things that happened in December. One of those things is Fire Nation Elite, and I'm not even going to elude what happened. I'm just going to allow you to kind of take it away. Yeah. So on December 31st, 2015, we made the tough decision. Well, we had actually made the decision before this, but we actually closed the doors to Fire Nation Elite December 31st, 2015. And unlike closing the doors to Paradise, where they eventually reopen, this was actually a permanent close. This was a super tough decision for both you and I, John. I know that we talked about it several times. We went back and forth as to whether or not it was the right thing to do, proving that, of course, anyone, no matter what level or stage of your business you're in, um, there are going to be tough decisions to be made. And this was certainly one of them. Um, So why did we do it is probably a common question that a lot of people are asking. And we've certainly communicated this to the tribe um, and had uh, many goodbyes with them, but only goodbyes for the community, not goodbyes for the friendships, of course. Um, but when we launched Fire Nation Elite in July 2013, so wow, two and a half years, it was <laughs> alive and going strong. Um, that was the first community that we had ever launched on and really the first product that we ever had, if you want to call it a product. The, I mean, a major thing that we were offering in exchange for a subscription-based type revenue. 
um, we knew it was something that Fire Nation wanted and needed. And so we were definitely excited at that point in our business to be providing a platform where entrepreneurs could come together in order to both provide and receive support. So that was kind of the underlying theme um, and the basis for Fire Nation Elite. But over two years later, in 2015, we found ourselves and EO Fire in a much different place than we were in July 2013. Um, at this time, we had two additional online communities, both Podcasters Paradise and Webinar on Fire. Um, and that's in addition to just preparing and experiencing our biggest launch yet for the Freedom Journal, John, which you've touched on a bit already, and we'll be talking about a bit more later. Um, but, you know, bottom line, just like there's a season for John, you and your one-on-one coaching that you offered, uh, that wasn't something that was scalable for you at the time that you were offering it, but it allowed you to focus um, you know, your strengths and building authority and credibility in this podcasting space on something that was generating revenue for you. Um, so there was certainly a season for that. You no longer offer that because you're now in a different season as an entrepreneur. And the same goes for Fire Nation Elite. There's really, you know, some very solid reasons why this was not only a smart business decision for us, but also a smart decision, I feel, for every single one of the members in the tribe. Number one, the numbers were decreasing. We started the mastermind and capped it at 100 people. And when we closed the doors to Fire Nation Elite, there was about 50 members in there. So the membership had been declining. We also found that our members who were still a part of the tribe weren't really fully engaged. And so it was very difficult to try and help people move forward on their journey when we weren't able to engage with them in the way that the membership was set up to help support people. Um, in addition, of course, as you know, from listening to income reports and checking out uh, our blog posts that our income streams have grown and are far more diversified when they were in the past. So whereas, uh, you know, bringing in maybe ten to fifteen thousand dollars a month for Fire Nation Elite was a huge deal for us in 2013. Today, um, where we're able to spend our time uh, which is another reason why our time involved and the time we were investing in this tribe, the ROI just wasn't making sense for us stacked up against the other things that we have going on in the business. So um, just kind of wanted to break down why we made that decision, uh, how we came to decide that, the different reasons why. Uh, and running a mastermind community is no walk in the park. I mean, there's constant engagement, nurturing, leading people, investing your time and your resources and your energy. Um, but, you know, of course, we only have amazing memories of our experience with our Fire Nation Elite family. We had so many amazing annual meetups. Um, we had great experiences with holding meetups at conferences that we were a part of with the Fire Nation Elite family. And we definitely wish every single past member of Fire Nation Elite the best of luck on their journey. And again, I mean, some of these people are people that John, you and I are in very close touch with. I mean, even some that we hang out with regularly just at the Freedom Journal launch party. Uh, Justin Williams was there, who is a Fire Nation Elite alumni. Um, we, of course, stay in close touch with Dean Patino, who was our community ambassador for the tribe. Um, I could go on and on. But yes, definitely a tough decision. But I feel really good about the decision. What do you think, John? I do too. Fire Nation, all good things come to an end. And Fire Nation Elite was a very, very good thing for a very, very long time. 
and it was time to move forward. And that's why it's so important as entrepreneurs that you are consistently reevaluating where you're at, the areas that you actually want to be spending your time, the direction you want to be taking your business. All of these things are incredibly important for all the reasons that Kate just shared. Because as entrepreneurs, all we have is time. It is finite, and you need to be spending it in the best places possible. And for two and a half years for us, that was Fire Nation Elite. But going forward, it's in other areas. And that actually is moving very smoothly into one of those things that is now occupying a lot of our time and having a lot of success. And that is the Freedom Journal. Fire Nation, if you follow us at all via social media, newsletters, this podcast, you know about the Freedom Journal launch. Because for me, this was a really long time coming. I had this aha moment, this idea back in January of 2015 because I get so many questions from you, Fire Nation, saying, John, you've interviewed 1,200 guests. What is their secret to success? What's that magic bullet? And my answer is always, Fire Nation is hard work. My successful guests on EO Fire work really hard, but there's also something else. There's a commonality that all my guests have. They know how to set and accomplish goals. And I wanted to create the tool that would be the solution that would bridge that gap for entrepreneurs that struggle with that very thing. So I set off on this incredible journey in January of 2015. My team has just grown as we've gone forward. Richie Norton of Product, Brandon Adams, who's my crowdfunding guy, Tom Morkas, who's my book launch guy, Caleb, you know, who's my video guy, Brandy, who's our designer, Sutton, Whitney. I mean, all of these people have done so many great things to um, make the Freedom Journal what it is today, which is this beautiful faux leather bound journal, gold embossed, just ready to change lives of people who invest in themselves and want to start their path to freedom, that want to knock over that huge domino that's been standing there in front of them their whole lives and they haven't had the tool to knock it over. For me, EO Fire was that huge domino that started everything Fire Nation. I wouldn't be anywhere close to where I am today without knocking over that domino. And so the Freedom Journal will allow you to do that in 100 days. Identify that big domino and knock it over. So we have been so focused and so passionate about this Kickstarter campaign launch that we have with the Freedom Journal. Again, if you listen to EO Fire, the podcast, 33 episodes in a row are going to be with past guests talking about how they've set and accomplished goals in their journey, which I'm so, so very excited about. Um, we've partnered up with Pencils of Promise, which is an incredible organization that build schools in developing countries. And every single time we had a funding goal with the Freedom Journal via Kickstarter, I'm personally writing a check on behalf of the supporters to Pencils of Promise for $25,000 to build a school in a developing country. And we've already hit one funding goal. The other one is just over the horizon. I really think we're going to be hitting that any day now, which I'm so excited and so thrilled about. So you're giving yourself, Fire Nation, the gift of setting and accomplishing your number one goal in 100 days. And you're also giving the gift of education to those less fortunate. So it's an amazing platform that we're using, Kickstarter, to get the word out, to offer some really cool rewards, bonuses, gifts, all of these things. I mean, we have a Facebook community, which you can check out at eofire.com slash Facebook. We have a mobile app for both Android and for iOS, an audiobook. All of these things are gifts and bonuses that you can check out over at thefreedomjournal.com. Kate's doing some stuff. She's writing 10 blog posts. We're doing press releases. 
Um, I am doing a lot of guest interviewing, which I've really been slowing down on as of late, but now I'm really ramping it back up for this. And it has been an incredible experience. I mean, I'm trying Snapchat. (laughs) I'm on Periscope. I'm doing this on Instagram updates. I mean, you name it. We're just throwing all that we have at this because, you know, we have been spending three and a half years creating so much value for you, Fire Nation. And now we know that we have a tool that you can use to set and accomplish your number one goal in 100 days. And we want to get this in the hands of as many people as possible. We are well over 2,500 backers at the time I'm recording this. And that number is going up literally every single minute, which is just so cool to see. So if you are interested and willing to share with your family, with your friends, you want to just visit eofire.com slash swipe. We have some incredible copy there, uh, sample emails, social media. We have images that you can share. We're really looking to make this a community effort. And of course, if you just share the link, thefreedomjournal.com with anybody, that will take them directly to the Kickstarter campaign where they can check out what we have going on. Kate, I could keep talking about this, but you know, I, I really want to hand it over to you because you've been a huge part of this as well. So what's going on? Man, I'm so excited for the launch of the Freedom Journal. Like everything that we've been working so hard to bring together, to plan, to coordinate. Um, You mentioned all the different team members who have been involved in helping us bring this project to life. And so many like first time experiences for us that were really, really incredible to experience, like learning about what it takes to, um, you know, create a physical product and do a Kickstarter campaign and so many moving pieces. I'm really, really anxious and excited to do a full recap post so that Fire Nation can kind of see what all was involved in this because it was massive. It was a massive undertaking. And John, you've just done such an incredible job bringing this journal out. And the uh, what's like so, so cool to me is the number one thing I keep hearing from people who are just seeing the journal for the first time. They've been following this journey and they've heard us talk a lot about the Freedom Journal, but people who are actually holding this in their hands for the first time, and this is a comment I got a lot at our launch party the other night, is that people can't believe how beautiful this journal is. And like, that's something that people can be proud of. You know, it's not just something that they're like, oh, well, I, I'm going to go write in my freedom journal because it's time for me to report on what I did today. Or I'm just going to go because it's my 10 day sprint. Like I'm going to go pick up my journal. Like that's something to get excited about, something to be proud to carry with you and to like really own that as your guide in setting and accomplishing your number one goal. And so that's just the very beginning of the excitement though, because what I really can't wait for is to hear about people, about their journey, their 100-day journey to accomplishing their goal. John, you and I are lucky to know what it feels like to accomplish a big goal, and I cannot wait for that ripple effect with a Freedom Journal. I'm so excited. I know that this is going to be that big domino that everybody needs to create that ripple effect of awesome. I'm actually now terming it as a chain reaction of awesome. It has to start somewhere and it's going to start with the Freedom Journal. So again, Fire Nation, thefreedomjournal.com. Check out what we have going on. We love your feedback. We would love your support. Share, share, share a like. And Kate, we are going to transition into something else that's pretty cool that we've created, something called Paradise, specifically 
Podcasters Paradise. And for just about two years, actually, yeah, it was two years almost to the day, we have had Podcasters Paradise available as a lifetime membership uh, community. And we've grown it to over 2,700 members. And that number is growing as well every single day. We brought in so many amazing people. And we said, hey, we know that when we get to a certain point, we are going to have to move this into a recurring revenue model because we're having to add people to support. We're having to add team members and, and boards and accountability and all the stuff that we're adding to make it so awesome is also adding more bandwidth. So we decided that it was going to be December that we made this move. So this past month, we officially shifted from lifetime membership to a recurring membership. So Kate, kind of break down what that shift looked like and what it's going to look like going forward for podcast paradisers. Yeah, so I, w- I want to tie this into like sharing what this looks like now for Paradise members, but I also kind of want to get like a little bit of the planning aspect in here so that if anyone who's listening is looking at coming up on a big project or you've just pledged to the Freedom Journal and you're ready to start your <laughs> 100 days to accomplishing your number one goal, you can kind of get a- an idea of what it looks like to actually break that goal down because Moving Paradise into a recurring membership, that was one of our big goals for 2015. We knew that we wanted to make that happen in 2015. And something that I've been hearing from a lot of people who are like, I'm so stoked, I've set my goal, or I have this project I'm going to work on, but like, what's next? Like, what do I do once I have my goal set? And that is breaking it down into your micro goals, which are basically the steps you need to take in order to make that happen so that you have bite-sized chunks to achieve so that you're not looking to try to go, go from like where you're at right now all the way to accomplishing that goal. And switching to the recurring membership was certainly that for us because without a plan in place, without those micro goals that we were going to hit along the way, there's no way that we could have made as seamless a transition as we did from lifetime to recurring. Would you agree that it was pretty seamless, John? I would say seamless. It really was. And we we didn't know if it was going to be that way. I mean, we trusted that the steps we were taking were the right ones, but you're not always going to know for sure. You're not always going to feel 110% confident about the direction that you're headed. But the point is that you're making little progress every single day because every single step that you take is getting you one step closer. So if we look at the way that we actually broke this down so that we were thinking about all the little steps we had to take, there was a lot that we wanted to consider. So again, if you're working on a project right now or you've got that big goal that you're trying to break down, just give yourself some space and some time to sit down and start writing out the things that you want to consider. Some of the things that we had to consider for this switch is, well, before when it was a lifetime, that was kind of like a no-brainer for people to take the opportunity to join and invest in themselves. They had a lifetime membership. So if we're going to be taking that lifetime membership away, what is it that we're going to put in its place that's going to still make joining a no-brainer? There were other questions that we asked ourselves, like, how are we going to retain members who are signing up for a monthly recurring membership? That's something that we've kind of heard from other people who have recurring memberships, other entrepreneurs in our space. 
retention is a big deal because if you just have people coming in and then going right back out, that's not doing much to serve your existing community. For those who are in Podcasters Paradise as lifetime members, they have a lifetime membership. So of course, they're going to stick around and leverage the community. But for somebody who's paying on a monthly recurring basis, we want to try and get them to want to stay as well. And we have such an incredible onboarding process right now. I'm really confident about how we bring members in that once they get a taste of this community and once they see all the resources and the tutorials that we have for them, retaining them is not going to be a problem. Um, Also, engagement levels, I kind of touched on that just in terms of people coming in and out. Um, We needed to think about things like making the verbiage switch on all the pages and the posts and the videos that we have out there, all the lead pages, all the um, promotional materials that we had. I mean, there was a lot of stuff out there that was talking about lifetime memberships, that was talking about a 16 monthly pay plan, that was talking about this one-time payment of, you know, $13.97. So that was something else that when we gave ourselves space and stepped back and said, what are some of the things that we have to consider? consider, that was definitely a huge one. We need to figure out where we mention lifetime membership so that we can replace that. And then, of course, things like updating our order forms, um, updating the actual product descriptions and Infusionsoft, uh, fixing anything in the campaign, like maybe if a campaign is triggered by a specific product and we're now having to create new products since it's recurring subscription, we need to make sure that that sort of stuff is lined up. So those are just a couple of examples, but just to give you an idea of how you might approach a bigger project, a bigger goal, and really break down the steps, just think about the things that you should be considering. And if you don't know yourself, if you're, if you do give yourself that space and you sit down and say, what are some things that I might need to do in order to accomplish this? Get, you know, jump in a community in one of your online communities and see if you can chat with somebody who's maybe done something similar to what you're trying to do. Or you could even Google like, how do I transition from a lifetime membership to a recurring membership? I've never done that. So I don't know if there is information out there, but you could definitely check it out. Um, and so I just wanted to kind of throw that out there and kind of telling you about the things that we considered in transitioning. Um, also give you an idea of what that might look like for you with a project or a goal. So Fire Nation, lot of great info there from the classy Kate Erickson per usual. And, you know, I will just say on another note that if you are going to have a recurring membership, there has to be a reason that people are going to stay and remain month after month. You know, we do so many great things every single month. We have a killer Q&A hangout where I get on live with Paradisers and I answer questions until there's no questions left. So you get access to me. We bring an amazing podcast guest on like a Tim Ferriss, a James Altucher, a Pat Flynn. Once a month, we bring them on and you can ask them anything and they share what's working for them. We match up with accountability partners. We have a paradise job board. We have all these reasons that it makes so much sense to stay. You know, we just got done with the Podcasters Paradise Awards. We do meetups. We have great discounts for members. So think about that when you're thinking about going recurring as well. Now, Kate, we're going to talk a little bit about reflection in the year in review because 2015 was a rocking year on so many different levels. And Fire Nation, you have to check out Kate's killer year in review post. It's just at eofire.com slash eof2015. That's eofire.com slash eof2015. 
2015. She rocks a great episode and a great post about our year in review. But Kate, you know, maybe just in 30 seconds, let's kind of get through the gist of what you really go into great detail in that post. Yeah, I really focus on the importance of reflection. And I really covered the bulk of it when I was breaking down uh, for the podcaster's paradise switch that we made. And it's really the importance of you giving yourself the space to reflect on what you've worked on. So if you haven't done this for yourself yet, it's a really great way to take your first step towards setting goals for yourself. So I go through the five phases of reflection in that year in review post. And I believe these are five phases that are so integral to setting and accomplishing your biggest goals. So head over and check that out if you haven't yet. Absolutely, Fire Nation. So let's dive in without any further ado to the 2015 income breakdown. And of course, you can check all of this out over at eofire.com. You can just click on the income reports and see these in detail because we have this all broken down in detail. But I'm going to skim through some of the highlights. Podcasters Paradise generated 34000 dollars $857 for the month. Webinar on fire over $3,300. Our podcast sponsorship revenue came in at a cool $100,000. So this is another major revenue source for us. Fire Nation Elite brought in over four k And that's the last time you'll be hearing that because again, as Kate shared, that is no longer. Uh, we did High Speed Elite $5,000, which is a membership site that I help run with a couple other veterans where we help veterans. Uh, get into the real world and just rock and roll. Uh, create Awesome Online Courses, which is David Seitman Garland's great course on how to create awesome online courses, over $8,000. Um, I did a great joint webinar with Scott Volker of, um, of Amazing Sellers and Amazon Sellers. It was a killer podcast and webinar that we did. Highly recommend you checking out. That was over $12,000 in joint revenue. Uh, Convert Kit with Nathan Barry hit, and that was an $11,000 webinar. And again, this is my side of the affiliate commission. So this is just breaking it down for you. A lot of other revenue streams I'm not going to get into just because they're all over the place. And if you want to check them out in detail, it's right over at eofire.com. Click on the income report. Now for expenses, we did have $76,587 of expenses, which again, we get down and we break down over at eofire.com. So one of them I'll kind of point to is our virtual assistant fees over $10,000. So we are paying a lot of money every month for the team that we have in place. You need to invest in your team, Fire Nation. So our total net profit for December 2015 was $154,890. I am thrilled per usual with that number. January is going to be big. February is going to be really big. So we're going to kick off 2016 on a rock and roll start. But we're going to end this episode with the biggest lesson learned. So I'm going to lead Kate in with a make the ask, put it out there. Kate. This is really inspired again by the 2015 year in review post that I wrote. And when I was going through the five phases of reflection myself, I felt like this was something that stood out multiple times for both you and I, John, is that making the ask and putting it out there was huge for us. It was one of our biggest lessons learned overall for all of 2015. And so I wanted to include it here in the December report. 
it not only ties directly to one of my biggest goals in 2015, which was to land and do three speaking engagements, but it also ties directly to one of your biggest goals, John, which was launching the Freedom Journal. So if you're wondering, okay, I'm not understanding like how any of this ties together. (laughs) Um, John and I were both able to accomplish these goals, which was really, really exciting. And I draw both of these successes back to the fact that once John and I had set our respective goals, so the speaking engagements for me, the Freedom Journal for John, we put it out into the world. We didn't keep this secret and only to ourselves and we weren't scared to tell other people about it and we weren't scared about what other people were going to say to us about it. We started talking about it. We started letting others know what we were up to. We started sharing our excitement about our goals with our mastermind, with our accountability partners, with each other. And that's really, really powerful because until you put it out there, no one else is going to know about it. No one else is going to know to ask you about it. No one else is going to know to support you on that. And nobody else is going to know how they might be able to help and connect you with people who can help you achieve that goal. John, I point to Richie Norton as a perfect example of this. You talked about the Freedom Journal and on your episode with Richie Norton on EO Fire, he says, wow, that's really incredible that you're working on that. Let me tell you about how I think I can help support you. And not even... Five, six months later, Richie was in China helping the Freedom Journal get physically printed and bound in a factory. So none of that would have happened, John, unless you would have put it out there. So that's a really, really powerful first step. And I include make the ask because sometimes you just have to ask for that support. There's so many people that you're surrounded by because I know you're surrounding yourself with amazing people, Fire Nation. So make the ask to those people. Let them know that you need their support in order to help you get one step closer to your goal. And Fire Nation, I'm going to close by making an ask as well, because for now, over 1,200 episodes, we've been producing EO Fire, these income reports, not to mention the hundreds of episodes of Kate's Take and the blog posts. And we always get people reaching out to us saying, John, I don't necessarily want to do a podcast or I don't necessarily want to do a webinar. So your two communities don't really make much sense for me, but how can I help? Like, How can I give back to all this value you're giving? And that would be right now, Fire Nation. And that would be the Freedom Journal Kickstarter campaign because I am so passionate about making a huge impact in this world, about the legacy that we're leaving behind and really just coming together with pencils of promise so that every time we hit that funding goal, boom, we are going to be writing another check for $25,000. So I'm making that ask. If you've gotten value from EO Fire over the last three and a half plus years, over the 1,200 plus episodes and counting, Head over to thefreedomjournal.com. Find a pledge level that makes sense for you. Give yourself the gift of accomplishing your number one goal in 100 days with this beautiful leather-bound Freedom Journal and give the gift of education to those less fortunate. Thefreedomjournal.com. So thanks for listening as always. Thanks for being an incredible part of the Fire Nation family. We salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Fire Nation, thank you for listening to EO Fire. Visit eofire.com for killer resources, free trainings, and so much more. Give the gift of freedom to your friend or loved one with The Freedom Journal, and they will accomplish their number one goal in 100 days. Visit thefreedomjournal.com and ignite.